wanna be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy, I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. I'm here today with my co-host, Vaughn Kohler, a.k.a. DJ DJ God. What's up, my man? I haven't heard you call me that in a while. I know, that's why I had to bring it up, yeah, man. Yeah, it's good. Somebody, I can't let these nicknames die. I know, somebody posted that recently, like today. Yeah? <laughs> like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. We're on the same page. So, Dude, guys. you're you're... You're like a string bean now. Well, not really a string bean, but well, you're two, pretty thin. Two, 280 pound string bean. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not quite me, but yeah. Yeah. I'm getting there. You know, it's like anything. It's one day at a time, one meal at a time for me. You know, I have a, I have no problem doing what I need to do in my career. It's always mm-hmm. been that way. It's my priority. Um, when it comes to fitness, it's, I've never had a problem lifting. I've never really had a problem doing cardio. My problem has always been the food. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was explaining this to our guys the other day. Um, right now, as it stands, I'm down 70 pounds of fat from wow. January 1st, wow. 50 pounds on the scale. So I've made up 20 pounds of muscle over the course of the year, mm-hmm. which, I mean, people are like, oh, how do you gain 20 pounds of muscle in a year? Well, dude, like I've been lifting f- for 20 fucking years. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And I hadn't lifted memory. for a while yeah. before that. So, I mean, things are going good, but, you know, for me, I got to take it one meal at a time, man, you know, and and that's what I try to talk about when we discuss success, because, like, when I say success, guys, it's not my, it's not financial success. Sometimes it is, and it can be, and everything can be, but it's also what you have to remember is that success is really anything that you choose to do, Mm -hmm. and, like, for me right now, I'm talking about it in terms of my fitness, so when I say, you know, you've got to put one foot down in front of the other, which is something I like to say often, like for me, that's taking it one meal at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't look at it at a week at a time because I don't have the discipline built to do that. You know what I mean? Um, am I getting there? Yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, it's one, it's one meal at a time. One, mm-hmm. And that equals, and then I win the day and then I stack two or three or four or five, six days, seven days in a row. Then I got momentum. Then it gets easier. It's the same thing with financial success. One overnight ses- success at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like f- one one fifteen minutes of fame at a time. Yeah, that's you know, a little inside joke. For- uh, so just humor me. I'm I'm curious because I don't know this about you. What's your trap food like? What what if if it like if there was a, food, if there was a, a food that was piled up inside this studio right now that you're like man it's hard to resist that. What is it? Um, Chinese and French fries. Yeah, man. <laughs> Chinese. Yeah, you mean Chinese-, Chinese from that one place we talked about that yeah, one time, dude. Sesame right up the street from our house. The place is fucking awesome. But oh, not the place where they ha- they have it all coming out of their mouth. Remember no, that? not Remember that, that place. Story? No, 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 no. That place is closed. Oh, um, go figure. No, but I like Chinese food. I like French fries. I like pizza. Um, those three things yeah. are, are, are tough. But, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm so focused on the result that I'm trying to get that I'm not even phased right now. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You know, and that's what we've talked about before. You know, you got to control your focus. You'll control mm-hmm. your results. And most people focus on what they have to give up, not what they're going to get. Right. And right now I'm so focused in on what I want to get that, you know, yeah, I'm really, really close to the best shape I've ever been at mm-hmm. two, at 276 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and dude, I'm in good fucking shape right now. Yeah. Like I can see my abs. I'm fucking lean. Yeah. You know, and people don't realize because I don't stand next to too many people in pictures. I don't think they realize that I'm a big dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there's not much scale there. Right. But, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get down about 260 to 255. I'm going to be shredded that way. I think it's awesome, man. And I think it's awesome that it's not easy for you, you know, so that you can empathize with people. Dude, that's why I've been snapping it the whole, Mm -hmm. if you're not following me on Snapchat, it's MFCEO-1. You can follow along, man. You know, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, my company started a transformation challenge um, called MyTransformationStartsToday.com. And we're giving away 250 grand to people who are actually doing the work. And we mm-hmm. used myself as an example of somebody who needed to do the work who wasn't. And, mm-hmm. dude, I put myself out there, you know, straight up. And uh, I had to follow through. Mm-hmm. So... I don't really have a fucking choice. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to cost you know the company a lot of a lot of trust, a, a lot of reputation, and I'm not willing to let that happen. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, if you've been following along on Snap, you know that I've been. I mean, I snap along with every day. I'm right. I'm out there doing the fucking. I've been out there busting my ass all fucking summer in hundred degree heat. Yeah. You know, all winter last winter. You know, from January till the summertime, and I'm still going to do it all the way till January first. Yeah, and that gonna, hill, that hill by your house looks brutal. He grapes it. Yeah, it's <laughs> right in the mouth. It's it's uh it is man. It's it's not easy. It's it's gotten a lot easier. When I first started, I couldn't go up the hill one time without stopping. Now I'm doing sprint intervals up the hill. So I mean, uh, which means I'm basically sprinting the hill. Yeah. So it's. You know, I'm back in shape, man. I feel good. That's awesome. So, but I mean, that's the point, right? Success can mean all these different things. And I think so many people, especially they hear the way Instagram is now with all these fucking idiots out there posting pictures of rented cars and, you know, they've been in business for one or two years and they fucking, they act like they're Bill Gates and shit like that. You know, these, these younger people get the wrong idea, man. They get it like, they think that, you know, you're going to get the prize in, in two years or you're going to. Ha- so when they think of success, they think of money and they think mm-hmm. of cars and they think of houses and they think of this and that. And dude, success is whatever you decide is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be fitness. It could be relationship. It could be your job. It could be starting a business. I mean, it could be ma- making a difference in a charity. Doesn't matter. All the principles are the same. That's why, like I always say, which I forgot to say this time, if you're a first time listener, the reason that we call this the MSCEO podcast is because you are the CEO of you and you have to run yourself as if it were a business. And the reason we had the motherfucker on the front is because dude, it's not fun going through life with no swagger, no confidence and, 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 and no excitement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's okay to be a badass motherfucker. And that's the point of this. Mm-hmm. You know, the point of this is to get people to realize that, Society wants you to be a basic motherfucker that, you know, does everything like everybody else and that it's it's okay if you want to stand out and get a little bit of fucking spotlight and have a little bit of fun and have some confidence. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. people people don't think that's okay. They're so uncomfortable with like stepping out and they conceal all this greatness that they have inside or the things that they want to be. And then what happens is they end up getting sick or they get to the end of their life and they're like, fuck, I never, I was never what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could have been this. Mm-hmm. And you can be that. And that's the point of what we're doing. Here. Right. So like you and I, we talk about this all the time, right? Is this podcast a self-help podcast <laughs> or is it an entrepreneurial podcast? Right. Now on iTunes, we're an entrepreneur and we do damn well. But by the way, that's thanks to you guys. We right. do damn well. Right. But you know, it's both. And the principles are both, no matter what your goal is. So, yeah. um, I, so dude, I know you want to get to the yeah. get to the main topic, but I, I did want to tell you this. You know how you you have said sometimes that people say to Emily, "Oh, is that awesome? Like, 
living with a motivational speaker, you guys are always pumped up all the time, you know, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people have sometimes said to me, like, you know, since you work with him almost every day, you know, you must be just crushing your goals. And I, and I say to them, I said, you know, honestly, it's, it's incredible to work with Andy on a regular basis, but I'm still responsible for, for motivating myself. It's motivation's a great thing. It really is. I mean, it's everybody's, Sometimes I definitely get in the phase where I'm like, dude, why the fuck do people even need it? Because right. I run on a high motor and I'm intense, right? You know, and so I don't need it. I don't right. need to read Tony Robbins. I don't need to fucking hear uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. I don't need to listen to these dudes because I'm running on my own thing, right? You know what I mean? And right. most of the shit I say is the shit I'm thinking that drives me, right? And I just let it come out, right? But it's okay if you need that. And what I'm coming to realize is that some people don't have that high motor. Some people mm-hmm. don't have that disposition. And to me, it's like, it's like putting on deodorant, you know, you put it on once and it works, but mm-hmm. you got to put it on every day for it to fucking really work. Right. 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 So it, that's kind of the way I'm starting to look at it. And, and some people, um, they do need that on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, the funny thing about what you said is that I give so much of my energy away to other people mm-hmm. that like when I'm at home and Emily will attest to this, I'm quiet. Yeah. I don't talk, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. like she's trying to, and sometimes it's bad. It's bad because yeah. like she wants to talk about things right? and she wants to have conversations. Wives and I, are so weird about that. Like, why would you want to talk? I'm being, I'm sorry. Well, I'm being a sarcastic. No, but I don't want to, <laughs> I just don't, I'm drained. I don't yeah, want to, no, I, I don't want to put any more out there. So yeah. You know, but what, but all this to say, one of the things I did want to thank you for is that a lot of, uh, Prior to working with you, a lot of what I would hear in the self-help industry, I would just dismiss as cheese because there's so much cheese. It is fucking cheese. It is. But one thing that you have promoted on this show that I think is huge, and I finally I finally did it, and I'm pretty excited about it, is I got a dream board. You yeah. Know? And uh, I put something on my... I was driving back from Kansas City, went to Kansas City this weekend, driving back to Kansas City and finally stopped at a place that I... You've gone back and forth on I-70 quite a bit, I'm yeah. sure. So on the side of the road... There's a there's this big structure that I stopped in because it's it's now on my dream board and I know you know people may laugh at this but I, I don't really care like have you ever seen those those log cabin homes yeah that they're they're kind of cool so yeah. I put that on my dream board and they're awesome and that's what I'm gonna yeah that's one of my goals yeah I'm gonna get one of those big old yeah. sort of rustic those are badass you know man. all wood you know homes yeah, so I'm a fan of that like, yeah so Colorado, if you haven't used the Colorado, dream Montana, yeah Wyoming yeah style, yeah it's fucking cool so i like this show because it helps us sift through what's cheese and what's actual dude i practical. mean most of the shit out there dude most people are not ready to listen to what the kind of things that i have to say mm-hmm. they just aren't you know what i mean most people listen and they're like holy shit uh this guy's fucking crazy Right. But I ain't fucking crazy. Right. I'm just a regular dude like everybody else listening here who happens to have done a few things in the entrepreneurial world. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These other motherfuckers out there, not all of them, but most of them are there to cheese people out of their fucking money. Right. You know, they 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 tell you all this bullshit. They paint this pretty fucking picture and they, they pretend that if you buy their program, your life's going to change. Dude, the only person that's going to change your life is you. Right. You know, and these motherfuckers are highly trained, highly fucking skilled predators. Mm-hmm. And they know how to take your fucking money. People mm-hmm. ask why we do shit for free because I don't want to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, so today, guys, um, we are going to talk about what I feel is probably... The most important skill you could have, and I know I said that about sales, but I would say that this is equally as important. 
Because if you can't sell and you can't lead people, you cannot be successful. So you have to learn how to sell and you have to learn how to lead. So today, a couple of weeks ago, we did the sales podcast when we had Sal on, my brother, um, who's a tremendous salesman. Today, we're going to talk about leadership. Um, a lot of people don't understand what leadership even means or how people uh, lead or, or how important it is. And guys, you have to think about it, man. Companies rise and fall on leadership. Governments rise and fall on leadership. Any movement that is trying to do something good out there rise and falls on leadership. So everything out there, guys, including our country and our culture as a whole human race depends on the strength of its leaders. And I don't care if you're a CEO of a multi-million dollar business or you're just a dude with a nine to five job who wants to be better and make more money. You have to learn how to lead. You can't not be a leader. You have to learn how to lead. And a lot of people think that you're a born leader and there is born leaders. There are absolutely 100% born leaders, but most leaders are not born leaders. Most leaders are taught and learned leaders. And that's what we're going to talk about today because it's such a huge issue and so many people throw the thought of them being a leader out of the equation because they say, well, you know, I'm not really a leader, you know, because they fucking buy into the, you know, you got to be humble. Because like, let's face it, dude, you know, leading people takes a little bit of stepping out of a comfort zone. You know, and so many people are afraid to do that because they think, oh, I'm not going to be humble and people are going to think I'm weird and they're not going to listen to me. And they think of all these weird fucking excuses. Today, I'm going to teach you how to get past all of those. I'm going to teach you what it takes to be a leader. We're going to lay out some basic thoughts because this could really be like 10 episodes. We're going to lay out the basic thoughts of how to be a great leader and give you some theoretical ideas and some practical steps on how you can become a leader. And guys... Even if you're not a leader right now, let's say you, you, you were married and you have two kids. You're a fucking leader. You know why? Because you have to lead your fucking family. So to dismiss this as something that's not going to be applicable to you would be a major mistake. Okay? You are a leader and you will be required to be a leader if you ever plan on being successful financially in this life. So this is going to be an important podcast, guys. It might be one you want to take notes on. I'm not sure. But, you know, the good thing about podcasts, you can always go back and listen to it again. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a, going forth, do you have a sort of a working definition for leadership? I don't know. I never thought about that. You know, I am one of those people who uh, was born with certain leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And I've had to press on to cultivate the other ones. Um I think the working definition of a leader is someone who exemplifies the values and executes on the steps that are required to achieve the goal that is set out for whatever the organization, the group, the army, the company, it doesn't matter, um, that other people can look at as a roadmap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which leads right into the first step. You know, the first step, everybody's always heard this. It's lead by example. Right. Okay. Uh, Vince Lombardi has a famous leadership quote, you know, um, leading by example uh, isn't the best way to lead. It's the only way to lead. Right. And he's 100% true mm -hmm. there. Um, 
You can't expect people to be committed to excellence if you aren't. You can't expect people to be enthusiastic about the vision for your company or your organization or your charity or whatever the fuck it is if you aren't. You can't expect people to put in the fucking work if you don't put in the work. And so many leaders point the finger and they think leadership is about telling people what to do. No, leadership is about showing people what to do through your own actions, okay? And if you're a leader and you're in an organization and you can't do what you're asking your people to do better than them in most situations, then you got a fucking problem, okay? And yeah, I get it. There's going to be things like tech. There's going to be web coders. I can't code fucking web, right? But the core of our business, what we fucking do, I can do better than anybody in our company. Formulate products, sell products, brand, you know what I'm saying? Right. Everything. Right. Name pro everything. Everything we do, I can do fucking better than everybody. Right. And that's what you have to be able to do if you're a leader. People your team has to know that you know what the fuck you're doing. Right. And you have to show that on a regular basis. And that means things too that are quote unquote below your level of pay. You know what I mean? Sweeping the yeah. floors once in a while cleaning the bathroom once in a while, showing the guys that you're not above these other tasks. You guys have to learn to lead by example. You cannot expect to come in and throw your fucking feet up on your desk and, you know, drink your coffee and watch fucking Sports Center on your big fat office TV and think that your guys are going to go out and build a fucking empire for you because they're not. Right. So it sounds to me like you're saying that people who really are desirous of being leaders, the, the very first people person that they have to lead is themselves. No, no question. They have to learn to manage yeah. their own life yes. well before they manage other people. Do you find that, um, do you, do you find like the best leaders are reluctant to lead and just kind of get pulled into it because the world just demands that they have a certain greatness that the world just demands? Or do you think it's okay for somebody to say, no, I, I, I want to be in a position of leadership. You know what I'm saying? Like some, when you look at the history of the world, sometimes there are people who they're like, you know, I didn't necessarily want to be president of the I think those tend to be the people the that States. really change shit. Okay. Are the people that get drug into it. Those are the people that, that have a moral, cor morally correct compass. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think some people want to be leaders because they want to be a fucking leader. Right. Those people usually suck at being a leader. Right. Um, which they is just why, want to be followed. Which is why most politics, right. politicians are fucking morons. You know, um, I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that are just leaders based on their examples. A hundred percent. They, we could throw this podcast out the fucking door from this point forward, mm -hmm. not make another point. And they're just so fucking good at what they do that other people fucking emulate them and follow them and want to be like them. And, you know, they might not be the loudest guy. They might be a quiet leader. They there's all like people have this idea that you've got to be this loud, fucking boisterous uh, vocal leader. That's not true. Right. You've just got to be able to kick ass at what you do and do it better than anybody and have it shown, you know, work your work ethic, your skills. Uh, your ambition, your drive, your humility, all these things that, you know, your confidence, all those things can can be shown without you having to say anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's I think that's something that a lot of people, they hear words like CEO or leader and they automatically go right to, oh, I get to boss people around. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, dude. And right. they go and they go to like, I'm loud and I'm, I'm like, you know, like, dude, like I am. Right. You know, I'm, I just happen to be like that. Like I'm a fucking 
vocal person. But some of the best leaders I've ever been around are guys who don't say a fucking word. Mm -hmm. They just lead, you know? Um, So it has far more to do with what you do than what you say. And, you know, to your question, uh, do people get drugged into leadership? Yeah, they do. Uh, Do people want to be leaders? Yeah, they do. A lot of people that want to be leaders want to be leaders for selfish reasons. And the and one of the biggest keys about being a great leader is being selfless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And that's something that people don't think about. You know, they think, oh, if I'm the leader or I'm the CEO or if I'm the boss, I get the big check and I get to tell everybody what to do. That's what fucking idiots think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Champions understand that leadership is a tremendous responsibility. You have multiple, multiple, multiples of people that depend on you, and you have to do a good fucking job. And it's not about you; it's about helping them. You know, and that yeah. we're gonna get into that a little bit a little bit later, you know. But uh, the practical tip for leading by example would be A to master the skill set that you require for whatever area or space you're trying to dominate in and get in the habit of looking in the mirror, you know. Look yourself in the mirror and and ask yourself the hard questions. Get in the habit of focusing on your own self development before you go out and develop other people. You know, are you coaching people without executing the skills that you're trying to coach them on? Because if so, it's not going to work. They're not going to absorb it. The minute you walk out the door, they're going to say, that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You know, you have to prove it through your actions. So holding yourself accountable to leading by example uh, above anything else is the number one point of leadership. So you have to lead by example. You have to hold yourself accountable more than anybody else. Which actually leads right into point number two, which is if you're going to be a if you're going to be a leader, you have to have way higher standards for yourself than anyone else has. Mm-hmm. This is a common trait among all great leaders. I don't need personally. I don't need someone to set the standards for me. My standards could not be set by someone else because my standards are so fucking high that most of the people that I know couldn't even conceive of what I think about. And I think most great leaders are that way. They hold themselves and judge themselves and push themselves harder than anybody else could. So I got to give props to my buddy Grant Cardone here who has a book called 10X. If you haven't read his 10X book, it is phenomenal. Highly recommend it. I've recommended it on the show before. I love Grant. I love the book. Uh, Dude's a stud. He's a good dude in real life. So, you know, and he does sell info products, but they're actually from someone who's built shit. Okay, Mm -hmm. so when I knock people who are selling programs and this and that, uh, I'm knocking the motherfuckers who sell you the I'm going to be a millionaire in 12 months shit who aren't even fucking millionaires themselves and sure as fuck didn't do it in 12 months. So Grant's a good guy. I definitely, you know, recommend him get his book 10x. The basically the point is, is that you should expect 10 times the work and commitment and money than you think it's going to take. All right. You have to understand that for yourself. And I want to apply that principle to leadership, okay? If you expect X amount of work and excellence from your employees or your peers, you should expect 10X from yourself, okay? If you feel like you're a leader because on a level of excellence, your people and peers are like a four and you're a seven, you don't have a true leadership mentality. If you want those people to perform at a fucking seven, you got to be a 20 fucking seven. Because 
they're not going, they are always going to fucking water down. Very few people that you lead are going to perform at your expectations. They're going to perform at a lesser level of your expectations. It's just human nature. And if you don't believe me, you can go out and try this. But I promise you what you're going to find is that you're going to set a level of 10 and they're going to perform at a level of five. Absolutely. I think the distinguishing feature of the average person is that they play to the level of their opponent. No question. And the or, excellent or people. Or the expectation. Or the expectation. Right. Or, or they, they play, they work to the level of, of their, their surrounding peer group, whereas right. the truly excellent person says, they're not the measure of my success. Well, I could talk about this all day long. I mean, I have we have sales metrics in our company, you know, just like any company has. And for our guys to hit certain levels on certain things, they've got to sell uh, 30% of X, right? And then they can't hit 30% of X, so they're hitting like 24, 25. So then we lower to 25. You know what they do? They hit 20. Hmm. They hit 19. Hmm. Okay? That's the mentality of average motherfuckers. Okay? Very few people will work to exceed the expectations set for them. And if you do have those people, you fucking hang on to them and you pay them right. Right. Because those motherfuckers are valuable. So you have to be, if you want people to hit 30%, you've got to be able to perform at 40%. Get it? Right. That's how it works. Right. So you guys can't just go point your finger and say, oh, do this, do that, do this. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to coast here at 10. And when I can really do 20 and you're going to do 10 too. No, they're going to do fucking five. Right. So right. if you don't hold yourself to that high standard, and, and lead by example, okay, the first point, and show it through your actions, you're going to have a very hard time getting people to perform for you, okay? And I, I think this is the biggest, I think these two points are the biggest reason people can never fucking lead because they get in a position of leadership, they get a title of manager, they get a title of district manager or vice president or some other bullshit title because titles don't mean fucking anything. And they go into a situation where they start pointing fingers and they think they earned their right to stay where they are and they start pointing fingers, do this, do this, do this, do this. They don't fucking hone their skills and you know what? They end up getting fired or they lose their position or somebody who's younger and hungrier comes up and fucking takes it from them. You know, and how many times have we heard this? You know, people in life, oh, dude, I had this great job, I was killing it, blah, 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 and they just let me go for no reason. No, motherfucker, they didn't let you go for no reason. They let you go because you thought you had a killer job with killer benefits and it was easy and blah, 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 and you probably weren't doing your fucking work. That's why you got let go. Right. Okay, so always, always, always exceed the expectations that you're setting for the other people. And the only way to do that, um, according to a lot of what you said, really, really all of what you said, is is that other people are not the measure of your success. It's it's you look at yourself in the mirror, you ask yourself your what am I put yeah, what right. is your potential? If you, you said have this the potential again and again. To make 100 million dollars and you're only making 100,000 and all your neighbors fucking make 50, you're not successful. That's just what people people don't get that. You know, they get so focused on everybody else and so focused on what everybody else is doing that they neglect their own potential. And that might not matter right now because you might look around at your neighbors and say, well, they're making 50. I'm making 100. I'm better than them. Hmm. But when you get sick or you later on in life or, you know, something's going to happen where you're going to say, fuck, I really sold myself short. And there's nothing worse than that. And I try, I try to beat that into people's heads all day long. Some get it. Some don't. It's just, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, guys, 
you've got to exceed your own standards. You've got to perform at a much higher level than what you set for your guys, for your team. When I say your guys, I mean your employees. Mm-hmm. I'm just used to saying guys around here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, point number three, guys, if you're going to be a leader, and this should be obvious, you've got to fucking care, okay? Whatever you choose to do, whatever area of life you work in, you are not going to be a leader if you don't have really, really, really strong feelings and passion for what you're doing and the people that you are leading, okay? This goes back to fucking servant leadership. You are not there to boss them around. You are there to empower them and to help them and to teach them how to fucking win. You're their coach. They're your team. They're not your fucking slaves. 98% of leaders in the world fucking think that their team is their fucking slaves. Okay, my thing here at our company, and we're always looking for great people if you want to move to Missouri, just so you're saying. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. We're fucking growing fast. Our biggest, our biggest lack of resources is great people. But you got to be great. Um, is... If you come into our company, I want you to leave our company and say, I learned more there. That was I learned more there than I could have ever learned at any other job. I'm much better off for having that job, and I'm much better off for having those relationships that I have, regardless if they stay or leave. Because a lot of people will come through, right? Mm-hmm. You're always going to have people to come in and then go out. So I always had the mentality of, look, I understand that we're going to lose people. I understand people are going to move on to greater things. I understand people are going to move on to different things. We're, we're, we definitely have a high retention rate for what we do, but I also understand reality. People are going to have different purposes in life, and not all of them are going to be to be part of our company forever. So I make it a point to make sure that every single person that comes here leaves here saying that was the best fucking experience I could have ever had. And whether they leave here on good or bad terms, and whether they leave on their own or they get fired, they always come back and say that. Because I fucking care, okay? I care about teaching them. I care about coaching them. I care about teaching them values for uh, life, not just for a tool to do something here and sell some shit, you know? And you need to ask yourself, you know, do you really fucking care about the purpose of your business? Do you really care about what you're trying to accomplish? Do you really care about the performance and paychecks and benefits that your people can achieve because you have to care about those things. It's not optional. If you don't honestly care and you pretend to care, people are perceptive. Their bullshit detectors are finely tuned. You're not going to fucking fool anybody. So you have to fucking care. And I don't care what you're doing. Nobody is going to be able to make you have that quality of caring for somebody. If you don't care, you're not going to have the motivation, the work ethic, or the drive ambitions that you need to to create excellence, which is what it's going to take to succeed on a massive level. And if you're not succeeding and winning on a massive level, people aren't going to want to fucking follow you. So success is important because people want to be on a winning team. They don't want to be on the fucking losing team. Right. They want to work for a fucking winner. So you have to win. Right. You see what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that one of the, if not the main reason that you 
achieve such excellence selling nutritional supplements is because ultimately your purpose is to better people's lives. Dude, that, that is our purpose. Right. That is your that people you, don't get that. Like they, the supplements are the means to that. That's end. right. It's a fucking tool. Yeah. Like anything else. And one of the things that I think will help people to to determine whether they can go into a situation where they're really going to care and that caring is going to drive excellence is to know the difference between a really great opportunity and a great opportunity for them. Like I ha- I've had opportunities before to make a lot of money that I had to sit down and go, you know what? I'm, I, I, Dude, I, there's no way I'm going to be I, able to motivate myself to do this Vaughn, regardless of the money. I had to pass on one last night. A great, I, I had to pass on an opportunity that I know will make a lot of fucking money. Yeah. I had to pass on it because it wasn't right for me. Right. It wasn't right for my guys here. Yeah. It wasn't right. It wasn't right for me to put my personal attention onto that project to take away the attention that I owe these guys in this building to be successful here. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. If I was a greedy motherfucker and if I was the kind of person who didn't care about the performance of the people here and only cared about myself, I would have taken that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I would have said, hey, you know, dude, we're doing okay over here. Let these guys handle it. No. I am dedicated to this. I am dedicated to these people inside this building and in our retail stores to grow our company to a point where these people can have real successful careers about something they care about. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is because we care about our fucking customers. Okay. And like you said, we're not out here. We're not like some of these other companies. Well, most of these other companies who are fucking having sales every week and trying to sell shit and throw shit and every fucking snap that you see them snap or fucking post is some kind of call to action to buy something. How many motherfuckers, how many times you see me ask you to buy something? <laughs> it don't fucking happen. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm, I know you guys know that I'm in this business. I know that when I provide value and give, I trust that you're going to give me a chance to earn that business. Which, by the way, we are the best at what we fucking do. If you think I'm good at this, you should try my fucking supplements. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but the point is, is that I, I don't have to fucking beg and plead and, and, and try to scrape business. Because you know what? I give way more than I fucking take. Mm-hmm. I think and that's that's dude that's a leadership thing. It is. You know what I mean? That's not that's not even that that's a crossover with sales. You know, I try to explain this to some people who are in business, they can't fucking grasp it. You got to give more than you fucking take, whether it be in sales, you know, or product development. Your product has to be worth more to the customer than what they give you in money, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with leadership. You've got to put more fucking investment into these people that you care about. Whether it's your customers, whether it's your Facebook following, your Instagram following, your employees, your team, your you know uh, your charity group, you have to give more to get from them. Right, you have to, and that is something that just not many people are willing to do. Right, right. It's it's such, sa- it sounds like a lot of work. It, it sounds really hard. You know, I get this fucking shit all the time, and I, I know you're trying to say something. No, no, no you're good. Before you're I get good. this point. How do you get such great guys? How do you get such a good team? How do you how do you develop? How did you find all these great guys? I didn't fucking find them. We made them. Mm-hmm. You know why we made them? Be- you know how they turned into great guys? Because they absorbed what has been built here for almost twenty fucking years. It's not me. It's the culmination of every person who has ever worked for us, who has been a part of the history of this company, who has poured their fucking heart 
into being a part of the brands that we represent, our retail stores, first form, it doesn't fucking matter. Whatever we do, there's been people for 20 years who have poured their heart and souls into this and moved on. You guys, and I know some of you listen, are still part of this family. And that culture that has been developed by all of them has been absorbed by these men and women, and they get the idea of service. They get the idea of leading by example. They get the idea of giving more than what they take, and they understand that that's what it takes to be successful. A huge part of sales, huge part of leadership. You know, most people will never get it mm-hmm. because they think that it's like bullshit because it, it sounds fluffy. Right. You know, it sounds rain, rainbow and unicorn. Right. You know, give more than you take right. and the world will take care of you. Well, guess what? If you give more, people will fucking give back. Mm-hmm. Just the way it is. That's why I don't have to fucking ask for sales. That, do you know how many people we get email in and be like, dude, I tried your products. I love them. The reason I tried your products is because I listen to you on your podcast and I fucking love your products. Okay. Well, for, and, and dude, the reality is you're going to love our products because they're fucking great. And we're going to make sure they work for you. Right. But I would have never had that opportunity to show you had I not sat here for a fucking four million hours and poured out all this shit for free. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Who's willing to do that? No, they just want to run a fucking sale today. Hey, fucking 50% off my shit. You ain't going to win that way. Mm-hmm. You win short term, not long term. Mm-hmm. You're going to say something. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to improve upon what you're saying, but I just think that this is, this is such a huge point, the importance of caring about your mission, about what you stand for, about the people under your care. It that has to if, be genuine, dude. It, it has to be genuine. And I, 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 can't, I just can't stress this enough. I was talking to a young guy who was telling me, you know, he's like, Vaughn, I, you know, I make a really good living in my in my position, and but I'm just kind of floundering, and I'm not doing everything, you know, to to the best of my ability. And I just I wonder if I'm on the wrong seat in the bus. And I said, you're actually not on the wrong seat in the bus. You're on the wrong bus. <laughs> you're you're just on the wrong bus. Like, yeah, and man. literally, I don't think people understand that if they want to set themselves up for success, That's a good to great good to have, great analogy. What's you're, that? That's good to great analogy. Is it? You've, yeah, dude. That's what they talk about in Good to Great, being on the right, right seat in the bus. On the Okay, well, yeah. uh, true confessions, I've never read Good to Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. listen to you. Yeah. Bullshit. No, I really haven't. Yeah, He's yeah, stealing no. shit out of Good to Great, <laughs> act like it's his own. Anyway, the point is is that you really do have to care about the mission. You have to care about the organization or you're just not going to do well. Dude, you'll never be a real leader. No. You could pay people to do shit for you, but they're not going to do shit for you because they love to do shit for you. Right. And there's a big fucking difference. Right, right. You know. Exactly. So care. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's that simple, man. Yeah. I mean, care. Yeah. <laughs> so point number four. All right. So far, we've had lead by example, which is obvious shit. Okay. We've had if you're going to be a leader, you've got to have way higher standards for yourself than anybody else. Okay. And you've got to fucking care. So that's our first three points. Mm-hmm. Point number four. If you're a true leader, you're always going to be committed to learning and then turning around and teaching the information. You're going to have to become a fucking sponge. You're going to have to constantly be seeking more knowledge to apply to your life and work. Okay, You're going to have to become some sort of uh, reader, video watcher, or you're, you know, we talk about reading all the time here. You're going to have to make a regular part of your life sucking in information so that and, and, and applying it to what you do, and then re-sending it out in that form. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're like an inf- information 
converter machine. Yeah. Like you take in shit that is relevant to other things, you put it in you, you decide how it's relevant to you, and then you teach it that way. Right. Right? You're, so, a, con- you're a conduit of truth. 100%. Yeah. You know, and people, so many leaders, again, the biggest downfall of leadership is I'm a fucking boss. You know, because like, Everybody wants to be the boss. I fucking, you know, I hate that term boss. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a bad term. I like it in terms of like, like cockiness. Mm-hmm. Like you're swagger. being a fucking boss. Yeah. You know, you got swagger. But I don't like it in terms of real literal business. It's a terrible mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't be a boss. Um, you should be a true leader, you know, and a true leader is a teacher and a coach at heart. That's what they do, you know. You don't learn things just to be pompous and spread it in people's face. You learn things to genuinely affect other people and their ability to become great and their ability to excel and their ability to earn more money. And that's what you have to do when you're a leader. A lot of leaders who are shitty leaders, and we've all had them before, have a lot of information and they use it just to make you feel fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not how you're supposed to do it. Uh You've absolutely taught your guys in in your retail store. You've absolutely taught your guys this principle because I remember years ago when I lived in Kansas City, me going into, and I'll just say it, a GNC, and I was looking for a product and the guy got me the product and he literally, this is what he said. He said, dude, just take this. Just take it. Whereas you go to your guys and they'll explain kind of the principles for why this is going to help you and what you need to do. Not only that. The point is, it's not just explaining it and teaching it. It's not making people feel stupid for not right. knowing. Right. It's, it's, we talked about this on a sales podcast. You can't tell people they're fucking wrong. Right. You know, you've got to have uh, a certain tact of how to explain to people without making them feel stupid. Leadership is the same way. You know, when people fuck up, you 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 can't get mad at people for fucking up something that they, you never taught them. You know what I mean? Right. You can't get upset with your dog that pisses in the house when you never taught him to not piss in the house. Right. But people do that. And so many leaders, quote unquote leaders, bosses, fucking think, they forget that what they know, their people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can't expect people to know what you haven't fucking taught them. Right. So you have to become a teacher. You have to become a coach. You can't just be a dude on the sideline bark of fucking orders. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to be a guy. Now there is a time for fucking execution. There is a time where people are expected to do the fucking job. There is a time where you are going to fucking hold people accountable and bark fucking orders at them. When shit gets real, shit gets real. Go fucking do this and get it fucking done. Okay. But that's not part of being a leader when you're cultivating the skills necessary for them to go do those things. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a balance there. We're going to get into that in a minute, right. too. The guys that hoard knowledge, I think they do it for two reasons. They do it for ego and insecurity. They do it for ego because they want to feel better than other people. And they do it for insecurity because they're worried that if they share the knowledge, somehow some young buck's going to use it to, to knock, take them off, knock them off the Dude, ju- throne. You know? I've had so many managers in, in, a, in a history of our company that do that. Mm-hmm. None of them are here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. They get they get afraid that the young dude is going to come take their job when a great leader creates other fucking leaders. Yeah. A v- highly valued manager creates three or four or five new managers out of the fucking staff yeah. that he has. 
I, I mean, it makes such sense. Just think about the people that are paid dude, enormous I, sums of money because they're really good at player development. Dude, you know, in I know, sports. man. I know, man. You'd think that a manager was like, look at all these amazing yeah. people I'm developing. I'm really valuable. I know, but pe- people just don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get scared. They think that they're going to, you know, and that just shows something about their character. You know, they're, they're playing to not lose instead of playing to win. Yeah. They're playing for themselves instead of playing for the team. And that's something that is, you know, it's, it's no bueno. You know, it's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you have to be a teacher, you have to be a coach, and you have to know when to call to execute. And if you're being led, don't be a fucking bitch and hide behind the fact like, oh, I didn't know that. Right. You know, when you damn fucking well know that you fucking have been taught that, you know. So right. there is a time to fucking hold people accountable. I do it all the time. Right. But I know I fucking have spent million fucking hours teach these guys the right fucking way and they're expected to do it the right way you know and that goes into another point that i didn't even write on the sheet here but the the point of this and this is an extremely important point i would put an asterisk by this this isn't one of the main points but this is something to consider being nice and being buddies and smacking ass and having a locker room atmosphere is not fucking leadership people think that's leadership they think like, oh, if we have good camaraderie and we drink beer together and we do this, that that's going to create this leadership thing. No, that's not fucking leadership. Leadership is not being nice. Okay. Being nice is like letting people, uh, like a lot of people confuse this. They think like in order for my guys to really want to be with me, they have to like me. And for them to like me, they've, I've got to be nice to them and I've got to let them slide on things and cut them breaks and this and that. No, you've got it completely fucking wrong. Being not, What's nicer? Holding someone accountable so they improve their fucking skills so they can earn more fucking money and have a better fucking life or letting them slide on shit because, you know, you don't want to have to yell at them. What's nicer? <laughs> Holding them accountable. See what I'm saying? It's the same thing with parenting. But people don't fucking think about that. Yeah. People think, like, they want to do the instant nice, not mm-hmm. the delayed nice. Mm-hmm. And the delayed nice will always, 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 always fucking win. Right. Okay? I've had guys straight up tell me to fucking die when they left our company because I was so fucking hard on them. They come back a year later and say, dude, I was wrong. I appreciate being here. You, you, you held me to a higher standard. I learned more than I ever learned here. You know what I'm saying? You've got to be fucking comfortable holding people accountable. Right. You know? So well, you've just put your finger on the number one, in my opinion, the number one problem with our society. Is yeah. we think we we think we're being nice when By we letting when people we, fucking slide and do whatever people. they want. Right. Yeah, but, no, motherfucker. You're I'm paying you to fucking do this. You're gonna fucking do it, and you're right. gonna do it fucking perfect. Right. Period. That's what I fucking pay you for. You do it any less than perfect, you won't fucking be here. That's not being the dick. That's being nice. Right. You know what's being nice about that? You're developing that fucking person. You know, being a dick is letting people underperform and fucking slide and coast and come into work with their fucking Starbucks and fuck around on Facebook all fucking day and never learn how to really do anything or accomplish anything. You know, that's being fucking mean. That's not fucking nice. But people think that's nice. Hey, how was your weekend? I don't give a fuck about your weekend. I give a fuck about how you're performing. That's a lot fucking nicer than giving a fuck about your weekend. I, I can't improve upon that. Absolutely. You know, and that goes back, that goes into this next point that we're going to talk about, which is point number five. Okay. You've got to know when to show compassion on your people and when 
to smash them in the fucking mouth because they need both. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's the same. And not everybody needs the same thing at the same time. A lot of people make this mistake. They fucking blanket, they blanket discipline the company or, and I've done this plenty of times, they get angry with the company or they get upset with something because one or two or three people, when you have 50, are doing this one thing. Well, what about the other 47 that are doing a great fucking job and you just yelled at everybody about that, okay? So this goes back to a true leadership principle, praise people publicly, criticize people privately, Mm -hmm. okay? I believe in that. But I also believe in letting people learn from other people's mistakes. So there's definitely a fine line there. But you guys basically have to understand, you know, who needs... The carrot and who needs the stick, okay? Because every single person on this earth responds to one of those two things. Mm-hmm. They either respond because they want to make more money and they hustle fucking balls, or they respond because they don't want to get fucking fired. Right. Okay? It's the carrot and the stick. And you have to know who responds to what. And, and, and reality, you should have both in play. You should have incentives and, and, and upward mobility and prizes and things that people can earn by doing a good job, recognition. You should also have consequences for lack of performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just reality. And the facts are that the coaches that are killing it in you know winning championships left and right, they, they are masters at this. Yeah. They, they know the players that have the fragile egos, and they know the ones that, that are going to respond to to being challenged. And they just adjust accordingly. I mean, they're, they're, like you said, there's that general principle of accountability. Well, it's situational leadership. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, to, to me, like in my situation, like when shit, is, when shit is really bad, that's not whenever I need to, like when shit's bad, I'll fucking come down and mm-hmm. get pissed off. When shit's really bad, like we got a real fucking issue, that's when you stay calm and you mm-hmm. reassure people and you say, hey, look. All right, this is not a big deal. We'll do this, this, and this. Right. Great leaders do that. Okay. They don't. They don't fucking just keep coming down on someone when there's a true shitstorm. You know, when when football teams go out and blow out a team seventy to nothing, and then the coach picks apart the game film the next day and busts everybody ass. A lot of players can't understand why. Right. Well, it's so you don't get a big fucking head and you understand that there's still, no matter what the score is against someone else, no matter what your salary happens to be right now, no matter what prize you've earned, there's still room to fulfill that potential and improve. And that's the point. Yeah. You know, people don't think of it as like, oh, well, uh, I'm trying to still improve on a 70 to nothing victory. Well, a good leader will fucking show you all the places that you could improve and hold you accountable to your potential, not to the fucking score. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So like in our company, you know, we can go out and have a great week, but I'm not going to fucking be like, oh, we're going to fucking have a great week. You know what <laughs> I'm going to do? I'm going to go, hey, we missed here, we missed here, we missed here. We could have done this, this, and this. And a lot of our guys get upset with me over that. Well, I'm sorry, but that's reality. You could have been better. Now, when they get their fucking asses pounded in, which isn't very often around here, you know, that's when I pull them in. I say, hey, look, you guys know how to do this. Fucking take a deep breath, step back, and let's go fucking execute. Mm-hmm. And it'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you've got to know when to fucking bring the fire and, and when to, you know, pat somebody in the ass, tell them it's going to be okay. Right. You know? To me, it's that, it's that picture of a good team that's getting beaten pretty bad, but they've got a Hall of Fame coach on the sideline, and you look at him, and he's just, he's just calm. Yeah. And he calls a timeout. 
bring, brings the troops together, just kind yeah. of calmly tells them what needs to be done. The next thing you know, they're on a run. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. You don't need to add to the fucking tornado. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and you have to know that. And right. so many people do the opposite, man. Like, they pray so hard when shit's, like, great that what happens is the guys think they're the greatest, and then right. they get their fucking asses beat right. in places they shouldn't. You know what I mean? And then when shit's bad and the guys are legitimately concerned and they're they're worried, then they just fucking they add more wind to the tornado by fucking, you know, huffing and puffing and screaming. And it's just, it's like, you know, you have to like, you have to be able to have the awareness and the patience to hold your tongue and be calm. Mm-hmm. Or you have to be have the aggression to point out where you can improve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When things mm-hmm. are going great. So yeah. you have to know the difference, man. Uh, and a lot of guys are different. A lot of guys don't respond to getting yelled at. A lot of mm-hmm. people will shut down. A lot of people uh, don't respond to praise. They respond to criticism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you praise, you praise one guy, you know, he gets lazy. You praise the next guy, he doubles his fucking sales. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's you, you criticize one guy, he shuts down and doesn't even try. You criticize the other guy, he doubles his sales. Yeah. It's all about learning who you have, learning your staff, right. understanding who the fuck responds to what, and executing on those styles. Right. You know what I mean? Taking you have the to time make, to know your personnel. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And that's hard to do, right? Whenever you, whenever you have 100 employees or 500 employees. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in that? Do you do you primarily well, invest why, in your management? No, yeah, that's why yeah. you have good yeah, yeah. managers who do that. You yeah. teach them to do that, and then what what you do is hold them to that accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes total sense. because so. it's humanly possible if you have hundreds of employees, you're just not gonna you're not gonna know no. the intricate details no, no, of no, all no. of their lives. No, it's impossible. Yeah. So, uh, point number six: If you're a true leader, you're gonna create an environment where people feel free to make decisions, take initiative, and make mistakes so they can learn. You're going to empower people to do things on their own, okay? People do not get passionate and feel good about being micromanaged over every single step. Is there a time to micromanage? Yes. When somebody doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, you have to stand right next to them and say, oh, no, 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 not like that, like this, Mm -hmm. okay? But if you do that all the time and that's all you fucking do, people are going to hate you. Because they need that responsibility and they need that empowerment to feel like they're part of the fucking team. They've got to feel like they're contributing, okay? A, 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 true la- a true leader, you know, wants to motivate people to act on their own. You know, they, they, they can't fucking act if they're scared to death to take a step or make a mistake. And you have to teach your people, hey, if you make a fucking mistake, you've got to learn from the mistake. You know, nobody ever has been fired here for making a mistake at mm-hmm. our company. Ever, except Tyler. <laughs> but Tyler gets fired at least once a week. Yeah, right. You know, the the other thing is is that you know you have to understand that <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. You have to understand that people have and required to use their brains to feel like fulfilled mm-hmm. in any way mm-hmm. you know if they, they don't just, want to be drones no yeah nobody wants that Worker so bees. dude you've got to empower your people right all right you don't have to you know getting do you have to step in and micromanage sometimes absolutely are you going to have to step in and coach a lot yes but you still have to be, have the discipline as a leader to step back and let that person go learn and execute and make mistakes and have ideas and bring ideas to you 
Make sure that's valued to them. Make sure they understand that. Make sure you're allowing them to do that. Because a lot of people preach all this shit, but at the end of the day, they don't fucking listen to ideas. They don't let people make mistakes. They, they, they create all these systems for no responsibility, you know, and it becomes a checklist. And they do that to eliminate any bullshit. But at the end of the day, what you end up creating is a situation where people hate their fucking jobs, mm-hmm. which means productivity is going to go down. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So you've got to give people the empowerment to make decisions, to take initiatives, and, and even to make mistakes. You should be looking at mistakes your people make, either on the football field or in business or wherever it is, as an investment in their ability to perform tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's a great statement. You see what I mean? You should say that again. I don't even know what the fuck I said. <laughs> you should... I don't know that I can You've re- got to understand. <laughs> you have to understand that when people make mistakes, that is an investment in tomorrow, in right. next week, in next year's performance. It's not, it's not a mistake. It's a fucking lesson. Mm-hmm. Would you pay for them to go to school if, they, if you knew that they could produce twice as much next year? Fuck yeah, you would. So them making mistakes is fucking school. Mm-hmm. As long as they have the capacity to learn. And that's something that you're responsible for identifying and cultivating if need be. That makes mean? total sense. So, well said. Um, so point number six, empower your people. You know, Point number seven, if you're a true leader, you need to learn how to take every fucking bad thing that happens to your business and find the good in it. You need to learn how to turn ass kickings into assets. Okay, we talked about this on resourcefulness last week. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, go fucking listen to it because it's great. It talks about being the MacGyver of fucking entrepreneurship. This is talking about being the MacGyver of fucking leadership. Okay, you've got to take bad events because, dude, guess what? Bad shit is going to fucking happen. Bad things are going to happen to you. Bad things are going to happen to your business. You're going to get unexpected bills. Sales are going to dip. Okay, certain uh, things are going to happen. People are going to fucking die. People are going to move away. People are going to quit. It's what happens in business. You have to be able to handle that shit when it happens. Life is fucking hard. And leaders don't deny that it's hard, but they understand how to gather the troops, pull them together, and get people to perform the minute that shit punches them right in the fucking mouth. You know, so many people like to go in their shell and they like to cry and they publicly whine in front of their team about how bad shit is. Dude, you want to talk about committing business suicide? Whine about all the bad shit your company has in front of your people and see how long your fucking company lasts. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Leaders have the mentality that struggle and hardship and challenge. These are the things that create greatness. These are the points that forge all the good things that are going to come of your people, of your company, of the mission that you're on, they all come from hardships. They all come from the punches that you're going to take right in the mouth. And if you can't understand that as a leader, you are not a leader. You're just a fucking guy with a title. Leadership is all about helping people see how they could take disadvantages and turn them into advantages. How they could take excuses and turn them into advantages. How they could take mis, uh, misconceptions or, or tragedy or uh, new regulation and turn them into an advantage. You have to understand everything negative can be turned into a positive. And if you can't see the good and the bad, you're completely sunk. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. It's no surprise that people who suffer and go through a lot of heartache personally often make professionally amazing leaders because they learn how to get punched in the mouth. Dude, they learn how to take all, all the struggle Vaughn, and turn it into strength. All great. You know, I was talking about this on Snapchat, uh, MSCO-1 on Snapchat. I was talking about this the other day on Snapchat. The best people, first of all, I 100% agree, but the best people and the most successful people, they always have these amazing stories. Why? Why do they have these amazing stories? The average person looks at their amazing stories that these entrepreneurs have and they think, Oh, you know, these guys are like making up this backstory because it's so amazing. And I've heard, you know, all these glorified. I mean, think about these fucking stories we hear from successful people. They're all crazy hard. Mm -hmm. That's not because dudes are making them up. It's because that crazy hard is what fucking made them into successful people. Nobody Nobody becomes, you know, tough. Nobody becomes resilient. Nobody becomes... Uh, an expert at perseverance without going through a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why you hear all these stories. That's why you hear every single big success lifetime story comes from these crazy stories of hardship because those hardships are what forged their skills they need to be successful. And so many people cry and whine about their hardships. And this is what we talked about in resourcefulness resourcefulness or die that's literal so many people have one or two or three or four hardships happen to them and they go in the fucking hole and they die they they might not like be physically dead but maybe they're 25 years old and they've had five or six things happen to them and then they live the next 70 years basically doing nothing they're a living dead that's dead they're zombie you're dead yeah okay resourceful people take the four or five or six bad things and they figure out how they can fucking gain from it. Mm-hmm. They can figure out how it can make them stronger. They figure out how they can, you know, move forward from those things. There's not a successful person on earth that doesn't understand how to take all the hardships and make them into an asset for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's hard sometimes because dude, there is some bad shit that happens to people, bad mm-hmm. shit, you know, like the worst kinds of shit, like little kids getting cancer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, unexpected deaths. You know what I'm saying? Unexpected mm-hmm. crazy injuries. Uh, you know, disfigurements. You know, like, dude, like bad shit. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not talking about losing money here. We're talking about life-changing, altering shit. Right. And you can find the true character of people, how do they respond to those things? How do they respond to the death of a child? How do they respond to an unexpected death? How do they respond to... Uh, losing a leg or losing an arm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that's that's real shit. Yeah. And s- some people fucking give up and some people succeed. Yeah. You know, how do they respond to living in, in a very poor family having to sell fucking oranges and and you know, do all kinds of crazy shit at the age of 8 years old only to become a billionaire down the road. The the fucking selling oranges would taught you how to sell. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But like, dude, the unsuccessful person will be like, dude, I've been working my whole life. I fucking had to sell oranges when I was a kid and I'm still broke. Well, that's because you're a pussy and you didn't fucking take up the skills that you that you had offered to you. You decided to ignore them and focus on the negative. And that's no way to live and it's no way to lead. Right. You know? Obviously, people 
love passionate leaders. And as a writer, I've, I've always loved the fact that our English word passion comes from a Latin word, pasca, which means suffering. And so there's, there's a, there's a, there's a tight connection there before between suffering and, and that producing passion and that passion inspiring other people. Dude. And let's be real here. I'm not always fucking passionate. Great leaders aren't always on. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they know when to fucking be on. Yeah. There's days I don't want to get out of fucking bed. There's days that I feel sick. There's days that I'm depressed. I struggle with fucking diagnosed depression for 20 fucking years. Mm-hmm. And those of you that aren't familiar with what depression really is, it's not some pussy shit. It's a real fucking disease, just like mm-hmm. cancer is a disease. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a physical issue. I have figured out how to turn those negative things into positive things. I figure out how to get the fuck out of bed and find my reasons for that when I don't want to fucking get out of bed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people out there that have a much, much, much harder than I do that still fucking do that. And that's what I think about whenever I don't want to do shit. You know, like when I started on this weight loss journey, and this is a little bit, this, this is leadership, but it's also not, you know, it's indirect leadership. We have Derek Wida, who, uh, as you guys know, if you follow First Form, he's one of our athletes, tremendous fucking guy, awesome dude, who lost his leg uh, serving our country. He got shot in the knee, chose to have his leg amputated because it was not working properly and caused him a lot of pain, and has become this tremendous, well-known fitness icon because of it. Mm-hmm. He's taken this thing that was completely... Dude, if you really knew Derek and know how much he loved being in the military and what he did in the military and how much, how how bad that hurt him, you you couldn't possibly understand it unless you know him personally. And like... Everybody sees him as this dude who's, you know, this positive, fucking exciting, funny, sarcastic fitness personality, and he's killing it. And they're like, oh, Derek, you're killing it. But if you talk to Derek, Derek wants to be a fucking soldier because that's what Mm -hmm. he is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he had to give up a lot, but but he's gained a lot too, you know? And he's chosen to not dwell on that and then to turn this negative into a positive over here in this new, in this new life. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the challenge that people, people don't grasp. They don't understand. They don't, they don't move past these tragedies. And, for example, when I first started on my weight loss journey in January, through the hill that you mentioned before that mm-hmm. I do every day, follow me on Snapchat, uh, I couldn't go up at one time. I would get, like, halfway up, and I would fucking be dying, Okay. <clears throat> Dude, you know what I thought about when I was doing that hill? I would think about Derek, who I've seen do a fucking Tough mutter in person on one fucking leg and crutches. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's a bad <laughs> motherfucker. And I'm like, dude, your fat ass can't even make up this fucking hill. Like, that's what I was thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I don't want to do things and I don't feel like doing things, I find and implant other people who have harder a harder time than me at the thing I'm not wanting to do mm-hmm. that they fucking do every day. And that makes me want to go do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. the point, I guess the point of what that is, and that's indirectly him yeah. leading, him leading me, right? Yeah. Through example. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, um, can I just say that yeah. adversity isn't always an actual event. It can be a time period. Um, and what I mean by that is that probably the best thing I've seen you post other than your own stuff 
on Facebook was that video about that guy that that old guy that old Japanese guy who died. I, mean, I guess he's still alive. Yeah. But it's it's amazing how many people think that they come to a point in their life where it's just too late. Well, that's like, resourcefulness too. Yeah. too. Yeah. Like like dude, that that guy um the guy was uh I don't I can't remember the whole video, but he was he was uh basically at 50 years old he was fucking broke. He decided he wanted to be I think a uh, theatrical actor. Right. Okay? So he started doing acting at the local Blah, 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 blah. Now he's like a fucking supermodel. Right. And he's like 80 years old. And that's just one thing. Right. Like he literally just started living at 50. Exactly. <laughs> but the point is, is that people, people accept the society standards of what life is supposed to be and what they are supposed to do. Most people that are listening to this think 50 and they think old. Dude, mm-hmm. I know 50-year-old dudes that look way younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 50 mm-hmm. ain't fucking old. Right. You know, my dad's 70, and, like, dude, he's still as young as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just did a triathlon. He just did a triathlon <laughs> right. a week ago. You right. know, and his dude, with no training, he fucking went out and did it at 70 yeah. years old with no fucking training. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I guess my point in saying all that was just a true leader never says it's too late. No. It's too late. Because it isn't. Yeah. That's because the people that do say that use it as a justification on yeah. why they haven't reached their goals yet. Dude, that's right. what everybody does, man. Right. You know? everybody's like, oh, you know, it's cool, you know, and I'm going to use a material thing here for you motherfuckers because it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. But this is the kind of shit that people think. uh, Dude, actually, I have this motherfucker at the gym. I'm going to talk about him for a minute because it it really irritates the fuck out of me. This guy came up to me. I drove my rolls to the gym, which I never fucking do, but I did for some reason because I usually drive my truck every day. Mm -hmm. Really, I don't give a fuck. I drive whatever the fuck I want to the gym. Mm -hmm. But I usually don't drive the rolls to the gym. And I did that one day and I was on a machine and uh, I had my sweatshirt off and I usually train a sweatshirt and my, and I don't have any pockets. So I threw my key on top of my fucking sweatshirt key has a big, it's a big fucking obnoxious, badass looking key. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the dude walks by and he's like, Oh, I was wondering who had that roll that Rolls Royce out there. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's mine. I'm trying not to make a big deal out of it. Right. I'm just trying to work out. What are you trying to fucking show everybody up in here? And I'm like, I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, first of all, dude, who do you think you're talking to? Because I'll kick your ass. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Second of all, like, what kind of fucking negative motherfucker are you? So, so anyway, he thinks he thinks that you think like he thinks. Yes, exactly. That's my point. Yeah, that's my point. If he were to drive that car, it would be to tell everybody else, "Fuck you." But the point of what I'm trying to make here is like, he goes to me. He goes. Well, what, you must like come from like a rich family, and I'm like, no, not really. Um, he goes, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm, I didn't want to tell him what I did because I just didn't want to get into it. So right. I said, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I own multiple companies, which is fucking true. Right. And so he goes, yeah, man. He goes, you know, I don't need that big fancy shit. You know, I've got my Ford F one fifty, blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, cool, dude. Like. That's cool. I drive fucking pickup truck 90% of the time, mm-hmm. you know, but the way he said it, it was like what you just said, Tyler, where it was like, it wasn't I, that he really enjoyed that. It was that he was trying to convince himself that he enjoyed that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's a fucking difference. I was thinking about this on our on the way up here today. There's a huge difference, huge difference between being truly happy and convincing yourself that you're happy. You ask most people, they'll tell you they're happy, 
But are you really happy? Or are you fucking lying to yourself and saying what you think you're supposed to fucking say? And I will bet that most people are in the latter, not mm-hmm. the former. I'm in the former, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is there a lot of shit I want to do? Hell yeah. Is there a lot more cool shit I want to do? Absolutely. Do I want to fucking, do I have a long way to go in my entrepreneur journey? No question. Mm-hmm. Much, much further than I have come so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I lead a pretty awesome fucking life and I have a good fucking time. And if I want to drive my Rolls Royce to the fucking gym, fuck you. Cause I will. I think people adjust their expectations because they don't they don't want to deal with their own disappointment. So they don't have great expectations for life. So they say, oh, no, I'm, they I'm always okay. have they always have great expectations for life when they're little. Right. When you're fucking five and you want to be a fucking astronaut or you want to be the president of the United States mm-hmm. or you want to be fucking, uh, you know, a multimillionaire. But then what happens? You go through fucking 12 years of being told that that's never going to happen for you mm-hmm. or it not be handed to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. But think about the system here, man. Mm-hmm. The system doesn't create leaders. It creates worker fucking bees. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't create passion. It doesn't create ambition. It, that's why so many fucking billionaires don't have fucking educations. They don't have college educations because they, uh, they became aware of what the fuck is being done to them. Mm-hmm. You're, dude, think for yourself. You know what I mean? Do you need to be told every day that you know, oh, well, we put our shit in our locker this way and we, <laughs> right. we do this this way and we do this and raise your hand to take a piss and blah, 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 blah. Dude, no. Right. And that's why, like I posted on my Instagram a week ago, you know, you have teachers who will tell you that you're not going to be shit, that you will have teachers that are going to tell you you're not going to be great because they weren't fucking great. Right. You can't make a million dollars a year because they only make fucking 30,000 a year. Right. Or whatever the fuck they make now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have people your whole life tell you that you can't do things or shouldn't do things based upon the things that they couldn't do and didn't do. And you have to be able to take a 10,000 foot view of that and see it for what it is. Because like a lot of times it's going to come from people that you respect. It's going to come from people who are supposed to be leading you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to evaluate that that person maybe isn't the person that you really respect. Maybe they're just a scared little fucking kid like everybody else. That's a good point. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, guys, look. Recap the points here. Number one, lead by example. All right? Got to lead by example. If you don't lead by example, fucking everything else doesn't even matter. All right? It's not, that's not a, a negotiable fucking point none of these points are okay number two if you're going to be a leader you've got to have way higher standards for yourself than anyone else has point number three if you're going to be a leader you've got to fucking care about people you've got to care about your mission you've got to care about every single detail that you have in front of you every opportunity everything everything matters okay point number four if you're a true leader you're going to be committed to not only learning but also taking the information that you learn, applying it to how it benefits your people and teaching your people how to use that information. Okay, point number five, if you're a true leader, you're going to learn when to show compassion and when to punch people in the mouth. A lot of people require the carrot. A lot of people require the stick. 
One thing I didn't press upon uh, on that point number five is that if you create an organization with enough purpose, that sort of thing usually isn't even required because people will buy into the purpose. That's where culture comes in, which is a whole other issue that we could talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it now. So learn your people, learn what they respond to. Point number six, if you're a true leader, you're going to create an environment where people feel free and empowered to make decisions, to take initiative, and to make mistakes. And you're going to look at those mistakes as an investment for tomorrow's performance. Point number seven, and our final point, if you're a true leader, you need to learn how to take every single thing that happens when it's bad and see the good in it and teach your people to be resourceful when bad shit happens and take the bad shit and turn it into an advantage. Okay, seven points, very simple, but very, very important. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, sales and leadership are the two things that are going to make you or break you. If you don't have those skills, you're not going to ever make money. If you have those skills, you're going to make a lot of fucking money. And the better of the better you have those skills, the more money you can make. So read everything you can on leadership. Everybody's always asking me for books. I'll give you a couple books I like on leadership as we close out, which you can link uh, to the sure. podcast. The Lombardi Rules by Vince Lombardi Jr. Great book, short read, to the point. I love the book. Uh, uh, John Wooden's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's, I think it's just Wooden. Mm-hmm. Uh, great fucking book. Those two books are my favorite books on leadership. Uh, they <laughs> Wooden's fuck or Wooden. How do you say his name? Wooden. Wooden. Yeah. Because I know you're a basketball dude. Yeah, All that's right? Wooden. So Wooden started his players. Do you remember? Do you know what he started his players with? How Lace, to, lacing up their shoes. Yeah, how, no, how to put on their socks. Oh, how to put on the socks. Yeah, yes. I jumped. I skipped a step. Yeah, step. Fuck and then man, he went, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, no pay attention. I know, I know. To I know. your boy. Yeah. He, he started basketball practice with teaching people how to put on their socks. Yeah. Think about that when you hold your people accountable to things. Did you teach them to put mm-hmm. on their fucking socks? <laughs> Where did you start teaching them? See what I mean? Yeah. It's all important. It all matters. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. By the Got- way, guys, you can catch that. It's at themfceo.com forward slash P93. We all, I'll provide some links to those books. Yeah, and also, guys, uh, just real quick, I really, really appreciate you guys tagging people and bringing listeners. It's it's definitely showing. Uh, you guys are fucking killing it in terms of like, you know, paying the fee. And if this is your first time listening, you know what the fee is or you don't know what the fee is. The fee is this. I don't ask for money. I don't sell shit. All I ask for is that you bring me one person that you think would love the content. Tag them in, you know, ask them to follow me on Instagram, follow the podcast, tell somebody about it next time you talk about shit. Just help us grow because this isn't just about business. This is about a fucking movement to take back the way that America used to be. It's going to grow into something much more than a fucking podcast, okay? We used to be a country that took responsibility for our lives and our actions. We used to be a country that worked our fucking balls off. We used to be a country of people who made things happen. Now we're a country of fucking people who whine. We're a country of people who expect shit for free. Okay, we're, we're a country of people who argue over trivial shit and don't see others as, as equals and Americans. And dude, I'm trying to bring that back, all right? That is the purpose of this project. The reason we call this a project, because that's what it is. It's a project to help instill the values that America was built upon 
back into the youth of society. And you're going to see some of the major things that we have planned are going to play right into that. So what I'm asking you guys, if you're tired of the fucking nonsense, if you're tired of the entitlement, if you're tired of the pussification of the children and the young adults of this country, share the podcast and be a part of fixing the problem. Guys, I love you. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. This is for the cheese and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, not back to the cheese.